0: Hi everyone, I'm so happy you joined us here, and this is Conversations with a Goddess, a project that I've been holding in my heart for many years, and I'm so very happy to be sharing it with you now. I know that every woman has a story, a powerful story, and our stories are quite often overlooked and excluded by our culture. Additionally, many of us aren't comfortable claiming and sharing all of the amazing contributions we make to our world. We're not comfortable singing our own praises usually. Therefore, my intention is that these conversations with wonderful women, with goddesses, will serve as a greater awakening to the awareness of our own unique power as women individually and also as a collective. And today, my conversation is with the extremely graceful, and as you can see, very beautiful goddess, Amy Owen. So Amy, I'm so happy you're here with me. So, it's just so wonderful. And as I said earlier, I wish I could touch you. You're you're too far away, I dearest. I know. I'm
1: oh, so happy to be here. Thank you, Julie, for inviting me here. I'm honored yeah. to speak with you today. Mm. So...
0: We were we were talking earlier, the first time I met Amy, I totally remember meeting her, and it was close to 30 years ago. So we were both negative 20, mm. weren't we, darling, <laughs> or something. And um, I was just thinking, it just speaks volumes about who you are that I would remember out of all the thousands and thousands of people I'm sure I've met over my, my past 30 years. And I, I, I remember you smiling the whole time, you know? Mm. So, and then you, you are, you are smiling right now. You're one of those people yeah. who's always beaming, <laughs> beaming light and smiles. So, um, so for the past 30 years, we've had mutual friends and now we've been very blessed to get to know one another better. So thank you. And you're always such a supportive, wonderful woman. So thank you. So you are also an amazing yogini a birth doula you lead fantastic yoga retreats you're a mama of three and you've been practicing meditation since the mid 80s so you started in 86 i started in Mm -hmm. 87 so you're a more advanced yogi than i am (laughs) So, so, i totally more advanced and since you are more advanced i i would love it um I would love it if you just, as I mean, you know, you and I both know there's so much happening on the planet right now and so much happening in our country. And as uh, a human being, like, you know, who's really been grounded in um, a deeper place, I would love it if we could just take a few minutes just to sit with you, you know, just to breathe or whatever you'd like to do, just to have a short meditation just to connect?
1: Hmm, Sure. Absolutely. I think it's always nice to just take a pause throughout our days, our day, and get centered. And I do this all the time. When I park the car, you know, if I've been rushing around, it's like I remember when I'd be in the carpool line with my kids. That was my time. Instead of picking up my phone, I would close my eyes and just get centered, get grounded. And it's something that I do throughout my day all the time. So yeah, let's do it right now. Awesome. Everyone just close your eyes, sit up nice and tall. And this is the beautiful thing. It doesn't have to be long. It can just be a minute and it doesn't have to be complicated. Right? So just closing your eyes, take a nice inhale through your nose, open up your mouth and exhale it out. (sighs) And again, big inhale through your nose. Open up your mouth and sigh. One more time, inhale through your nose. Open up your mouth and make your exhale like longer than your inhale, even twice as long. And then inhale through your nose. Keep your mouth closed and sigh. Inhale through your nose. Keep your mouth closed and sigh. And again, inhale through your nose. Keep your mouth closed and make that exhale twice as long as your inhale. Just one more time like that. Nice inhale. And make that exhale as long and full and deep as you can. And then just open up your eyes nice and slowly. So when we exhale, when we make our exhale longer than our inhale, we are immediately slowing our nervous system down. We're switching from that fight or flight mode, that rushing around mode to that like you know, feed and breed, just starting mm-hmm. to slow the nervous system down. So no matter what's going on in our heads, you know, somebody says I can't I can't meditate, I can't stop my mind from thinking. Just focus on your breathing. Just just do that. And the exhale is the calming part of the breath. So when we make it longer, we're leaning into that That um, part of our our nervous system. So
0: so fantastic. I was like, do you think we could have this conversation telepathically and people, (laughs) you and I, could just sit here with our eyes closed and be like, okay, that's it. You got the download. We're good.
1: (laughs) I know you kind of just want to keep going, don't you? I mean, I I, I find this with my clients. It's like, it's hard to pull them out of that state when you watch people really drop in Mm. and just settle down it's just it's it's so beautiful so yeah Mm, that's so great and so needed so needed
0: and i do think you know a lot of people do have trouble meditating and for you know you and i i mean you're much younger than i am darling so i mean i started i was like when did amy start practicing meditation when she was 12. Mm. so tell us i mean that's not on my little script with you, but tell us, because I read a little bit about that. I mean, it's fascinating to me. Tell us a little bit about, you must've been in your mid-teens, right? I mean. Yeah,
1: yeah, I was 17. Hmm. Oh no, I was 16. I was 16 and I had, I went to Tokyo. That's a whole nother story. Um, oh yeah, but right. I, great adventure, I, man. I, um, I landed in Tokyo to be there for the summer. Um, between my junior and senior year of high school. And I arrived on a Friday afternoon and my group that I was joining, someone picked me up and they dropped me off at this apartment and they said, okay, we'll see you Monday. And I was like, oh, okay. So I I had two full days and I had a roommate but my roommate was not there that weekend. And I was 16, I didn't even, to bring a book I didn't I, I don't even remember having anything like I, I don't know what I had I mean obviously I had a book or something because it was an avid reader um, on the plane or something but I just had nothing or maybe I started I finished my book and then I had nothing there was one book in this apartment and oh. it was Shirley MacLaine's oh whoa! Um, out on a limb right so if that doesn't date I was gonna say darling
0: these young people are gonna be like "Uh uh-huh okay
1: what what is that so right so look it up look her up (laughs) and it was this book but there was something and I it was all I had to do and so I dove into this book and there was something about her journey and learning how to meditate Mm. and the inward journey to the self that lit me up, you know, just resonated. And I was like, oh, I want that. I want that. How do I get that? So that was it. And then I started it was like, wait, what is it? This is Eastern philosophy. This is Buddha. Like, I didn't even really know what it was. And I read an autobiography of a yogi, you know, and for me, yoga was all about meditation. I didn't do the asana practice, um, the physical practice for a long time um, after that. Um, and so I was like, I read something about transcendental meditation. The Beatles had learned how to do it. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I'm going to look that up in the yellow pages yeah, so yellow did. pages
0: Seriously? Oh, for real, yeah.
1: for real.
0: So and you looked I, up
1: transcendental meditation in the
0: yellow in the pages yellow back pages, in the day. God, that's impressive.
1: Yeah. And I had this little period of time, um, I had like a month before I was like going back to school and I called, there's the one center in Chicago and they said, Oh, we have a program starting a month long program and it's starting tomorrow. And so I went and I did that. And then I just kept eating up, eating up every book I could get my hands on every aspect of, of Eastern philosophy and religion, um, and this practice.
0: Mm, I have so many questions about this, but we're going to, I mean, they're just uh, popping into my mind, but I think we'll, but I mean, like, because that was unusual. It wasn't like you had support from friends or family or anywhere. I mean, it was, it was an inner, it was an inner knowing, an inner call,
1: which. Yeah. And I will tell you, I didn't talk about it it was so underground and so woo woo and out there totally i i was a closet meditator literally I was like literally <laughs> i was a closet meditator i mean people didn't know and i remember one time my sisters walked in one of my sisters walked into my room and i was there meditating and she freaked out and was like what is going on with amy my family thought i had joined a cult so i would you know whenever i did that, i mean i would kind of cover the books that i was reading when i was on the job or I was with other people i was very covert about this this path that i was on this interest I, So i, I yeah.
0: totally get it babe my story too my story yeah. too totally you know i mean i was older than you so when did i start when i was 26 you know but i would never talk about it and actually i'm now 30 years later like i'm out you know but it's taken right I mean yeah. I'm just like well I guess everybody else is talking about I mean we should just confess that we've been doing this a long time you know so yeah. but uh, agreed you know agreed it's but it takes it that takes a you know that darling that's something that goes beyond right I mean that's mm-hmm. that inner knowing that you just are going to keep going even though nobody else is really doing it so wow yeah Really, really a trailblazer in that way. Okay, so can we hop from from being the yog- beautiful yogini as I can only imagine at 20, you know? And then, so I read in your bio at Yoga View, like, what? Skydiving? Like this gorgeous, mm-hmm. graceful creature jumping out of planes? I, I was like, so I there's got to be a story there too because obviously meditation was bringing you I mean, it takes time to accumulate that peace, I think, but, you know, bringing you peace and at the same time, you're, some other thing is happening where you're jumping out of airplanes because it wasn't just once, right? You were skydiving. Right,
1: right, right, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, um, I had my astrology sign done once and, um, or many times, but one time someone said to me, I'm a, I'm a Taurus um, sign and a, a Aquarius um, Rising. Or oh, rising. No, 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 I'm an Aries rising and I'm a and I'm an Aquarius um moon. And someone described me one time, this this astrologer was saying, You've got one foot firmly planted on the earth and the other one straight up in the air. Mm-hmm. And that's how I've always felt. I like I'm such a grounded, I'm a homebody. I love my home. I'm such a Taurus. I'm so earthy. But I have a real wild side and and a fiery side, that's the Aries in me, that loves adventure, loves um, thrill-seeking and loves adrenaline rush. And I love, I will try anything once. And so it's like skydiving, oh my God, people do that? I'll do that, you know? Um, So I'm just a highly curious, interested person um, and a real, I don't know, kind of thrill seeker. So what else,
0: darling? What else other than, (laughs) I mean, like, okay, so skydiving, now I'm kind of curious, like, (laughs) you know, you don't have to share, but it's, you know, what else? I mean, mean, skydiving is a big deal. I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm just somebody who would, I will take up any sport, any hobby, you know, um, I'll do anything once. And most things twice. so you know, you name it, and I've done it. I'm a snowboarder, I'm you know, I did scuba diving, even though I am actually very claustrophobic. Um, uh-huh. so that's something that I've realized like really doesn't work for me is scuba diving. Right. Um, but I tried it and I've done it multiple times. I'm a great swimmer. Um, you know, I've hiked you know the Himalayas, I've you know done a lot okay, of hacking throughout the world. You need to write a book, so, I don't know
0: now. I'm waiting. Well, I'm waiting for the, the, the book.
1: I Honestly. need to find the writer to do it for me. Yeah, we'll see. When I <laughs> slow down one day, maybe I will.
0: So we'll put the the radar out for the ghostwriter. You know, what I mean, perfect. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I mean, it's a, a, the same reason that I want to do these conversations is because I think it's so inspiring for women to hear from other women, you know, and yeah, you know, I'm 57, at 50, I was like, for my 50th birthday, I'm gonna skydive. And then I was like, you know, a week into 50, I was like, eh, not so much, you know what I mean? Yeah. And where, yeah. where, especially, I mean, as women go through menopause, there is a tendency to contract, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't wanna go off on a tangent, but estrogen is a tendon befriend hormone, right? It's a juicy hormone. So as estrogen decreases, there is the tendency sometimes to tunnel so I think it's so important um, as women, as we go into the second half of our life, over 50, that we keep, we keep juicy and alive, you know? So, yeah. but I'm yeah. not gonna jump out of a
1: plane yet, darling. Maybe if you
0: were to go yeah. with me, I'd go. And,
1: and I wouldn't jump out of a plane now at, uh-huh. 50. at 52. Mm-hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do it now. Right. But I was, I did it when I was 17, <laughs> you know, it's different. Damn where did you
0: grow up anyway we can we'll talk later so um um, so yeah so taking a different turn so i think so many of us come to deeper self-awareness through a journey that involves struggle or hardship um and you know they speak of the dark night of the soul but usually it's multiple dark nights of the soul over a lifetime Um, I think that's kind of the some of the gig here on planet Earth, you know, great, great joy, enormous love. Uh, And then also for those of us who are interested, you know, is a deeper understanding of ourselves and um, how we can serve and how we really can be even more human in the best parts of being human. So I, I would love. If you could share um, anything about your own journey that has supported you in having this deeper, you know, really beautiful experience of your own inner self, or obviously clients, or and I know, additionally, you offer your service, you know, at um, Cook County Jail, which that that's got to be incredible. So you're working with women who. Um, I mean, I, I, I have done that also, not offering yoga, but um, working with um, inmates as well. And you realize how similar we all are, right? So, um, and I'm sure your love opens a doorway for them too. So anyway, broad question, but you know, what your own hardship and struggle and how have you transformed that or any thoughts you have yeah. on that, dearest?
1: i mean i would say that's my story you know Mm -hmm. that's my story it's been childhood trauma and neglect and um suffering and um, depression and um, lack of love and lack of support as a child not feeling worthy as a child um you know really like almost not making it almost not making it. And I, you know, we're so resilient. You know, our instinct to survive is so strong. And there was something in me that was still alive. There was a light inside me and it was so dim that there was that light burning and that Mm -hmm. it was like, I took it from the tiniest little flicker. I was so fragmented. I was so you know, I say like at my knees, you know, I almost felt like I was at death's door and it was that little flicker inside me that I just kept growing. You know, I kept Mm -hmm. leaning into and I kept like, that was what propelled me to start meditating. And that's what propelled me to make some really out of the box choices. Um, and, and it's been my guiding force. And so it's been out of the pain and the suffering where I've found light and success and joy. And sometimes I think as humans, that's kind of how it works. Um, and so it's been the gift. I mean, I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't have the life that I now have, um, the life that I like, could only imagine as a child. Um, I wouldn't be able to serve the people that I serve if I hadn't gone through this journey, mm. you know? It's just, and I don't think that, I, I think with heartache and with suffering comes tremendous compassion and empathy for others. And it's kind of the only doorway. It's mm. the only doorway. So I have failed, I have suffered, I have picked myself up. A a thousand times I have veered and pivoted I have burned everything down to the stilts and rebuilt many 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 times in my life it has been the story of my life um, and I will continue to because that's the journey right like for me I will not rest you know um, I always want to evolve and be bigger and brighter and more empowered. And I just at my core believe there's so much beauty in life and there's so much beauty in being alive. I want to feel as alive, as joyful and happy as possible. And I want that for everyone else too. And I do Mm. believe that everyone can have it, but it is a journey Mm. and not an easy one all the time.
0: I, you know, I um, I can only imagine that when when people are in a class with you or sit with you or your friends, that you know you're really vibrationally you're transmitting that, you know. Mm-hmm. So they know, so they know because we all you know I, I mean we're all going through challenges no matter how expansive and awakened we are. Right? There's always a new edge that you because you are so deeply committed to your own journey and connected to that spark that that allows other women to know that they can do it too you know as I was Mm. listening to your words honestly I I just you articulated so beautifully Amy my own experience and um, so and I think so many women don't I mean, my experience with my loved ones, my my dear female friends, so many women don't feel seen or heard or really trust that another woman can hold them in their experience of life, that it's too big for anyone and they have to, you know, keep it to themselves. And so I just, I feel like we're so fortunate to have you on the planet. You know, we're mm. so fortunate to, to have you here in Chicago and that just your beingness is supporting women in their own journey, so. Mm-hmm. And and I also yeah. didn't know all that. And so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm in awe, babe, even more so. So mm-hmm. thank you, thank you. And thank you for mm-hmm. the work you've done that makes it possible for other people to go through the doorway mm-hmm. into deeper light, you know? So yeah, babe, yeah. you rock, damn. Yeah.
1: We gotta, it's just, it's feeding the flame, you know? It's feeding the flame. Totally
0: totally totally yeah okay yeah and and finding our own way to do that you know we're all so unique so Mm -hmm. so um birth doula like you have a fabulous photograph on your website where you're looking at a new mother holding her baby and and you Mm. know you you could be her mother you know what i mean (laughs) you know what i mean like you look like this woman is, you know, your daughter and your granddaughter. and you know what I mean? I mean, you look too young to be her mother, obviously in the photograph. But you know, I mean, so I was yeah. like, oh my God. So how did you decide to go through the oh, okay, and, and, and just FYI Guru Mook. so not everybody knows who she is, but she's an extraordinary. I love that you said that. Yeah, Kundalini uh, yoga goddess extraordinaire, and she actually, so that was interesting, I didn't know we had that connection, I would watch mm. back in the day her videos every day during my pregnancy, and then her postpartum videos, postpartum, and it, it just, it, it was so expansive for me, so um, I, kundalini yoga has been really fabulous in my life during challenging times, so anyway, Guru Mook is sort of the goddess of of prenatal Uh, yoga, uh, right? I mean, magnificently beautiful and such a goddess. So, so, I mean, if you want to talk about that, great. People can Google her, but, you know, so, I mean, did it come as the kids were small or were you, you know, at what point in your journey did you decide, okay, wow, I want to support women in the birth process?
1: You know, I think for me, I, in my three, Births, I did not get the support um, that I needed, and I had my eyes were wide open. I was reading Ina May Gaskin, and I was going <laughs> totally. to Gabriel Helpburns classes. He, you know, wasn't a prenatal class, but he's like, "Just come, I'll help you." And he turned me on to spiritual midwifery, and I was like, "I'm doing this thing, yeah," you know, like this is how I want to birth my baby. And the outcome of that was quite different. And and it was it was slowly through thir- three births, I found my voice and I learned, I informed myself. It wasn't even learning, like finding my voice. It was just understanding the system, you know? Right. And the first time I got kind of bulldozed and had, you know, I had, I had a C-section, I had placenta previa, so it was something that really, mm-hmm. truly couldn't have been, av- been avoided, but it was so not my birth vision. Um, and through the three births, by the third birth, I had the closest semblance to what my vision was. Um, and, but it wasn't, it wasn't what I imagined it could be, and what I knew it could be. Um, and. Mm-hmm my prenatal yoga i started doing um prenatal yoga with gabriel helpburn because there was no prenatal yoga and i was you know i was in a class with people who were not pregnant and by my third pregnancy i found um jessica quinn tom quinn's wife at yoga view who's an amazing goddess um, and such an incredible healer she does incredible body work um, and really a healer um someone said to me oh she does because she had trained with gurmukh a little bit and done so a workshop with her someone said oh you know she just had a baby but she she does a little prenatal yoga and because there was no i couldn't find anything in the city that worked for me and so i reached out to her and she said well if you can get you know if you can get a few i just had this baby but if you can get a few women together we can do this thing and we did this thing and it was so expansive, it was very gurmukh very kundalini you know it was just so expansive it was so wonderful it was so wonderful to be with other women who were pregnant going through the same thing it was so empowering and so communal and it just filled me up and so i wanted to bring that to other women right. you know i was like i just saw a hole i saw a need for it with the prenatal yoga and then i always knew that like it would expand to the birth world but my kids were so little i kind of waited a little bit and it wasn't until actually a woman in one of my prenatal yoga classes came up and she said amy will you be with me in my in my birth i want you in my birth and i was like Uh oh gosh i you know i don't i don't have training and she's like no you have everything that i need i need you there she was this colombian woman and she wouldn't even let her husband in the room she's like Ricardo, you're going out. Amy, you're going to be here. And she's like, "Amy, we're going to do this thing together." And I don't care if you don't have training and blah blah. But she was the impetus that I got trained. But she had this beautiful birth, and oh, she really—it wow. was a really—it was—it was. She birthed me as as a doula, you know, and I helped birth her um, as a mother. And so it was really kind of the beginning. And I you know, on a more radical side, right? Like that's the like, oh, you know, I just want to give that to other women. The 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 fiery part of me says like, what is happening in our medical system? And me, you know, the, the industry, the birthing industry is absolutely not acceptable. And it enrages me on a daily basis. And so, Part of me is being a feminist. It's like, this is kind of my underground radical movement Uh is I am going to go in to every birth and, and make sure that woman is seen and heard and her wishes are granted and she feels empowered and held and supported every step of the way, no matter how her birth unfolds, Mm -hmm. period. And Mm -hmm. every woman that is her birthright. And that's what she should, that's what she deserves. And so I'm on this mission, one birth at a time. Damn.
0: I hope everyone (laughs) can see your eyes when you talk about that, darling. It's like
1: (laughs) Oh, it is. And I mean,
0: this is, uh, you and I could talk about this too for a very long time because of my own birth story. And um, yeah. So it's much Kali. to be said. Do I you mean, think just, it is Kali? It is. So that's yeah, interesting. I Kali was going energy. to ask you, yeah. you know, like if you had to claim a goddess. I mean, you could take them all, but definitely Kali energy. And mm-hmm. um, have you seen things getting better or no? It's but then I'm, I'm
1: Kuan Yin also. You know, it's yes, like you I have that mother. Yeah, I mean, I'm Kuan Yin. Right. I am such a we mother are all of, of all and yeah, but I'm also. Yeah. Um no, I haven't seen it change. No. And right. I think um if anything it's getting worse. And and that's because of the insurance companies and it's no fault of a lot of medical providers and doctors and even midwives. Mm-hmm. Their their backs are against the wall and they're having to churn out these burrs and they're on a timeline and and they're moving as fast as they're as they can and sometimes as best as they can and sometimes they're falling way short most of the time they're falling way short.
0: Yeah. Um, I can say briefly during my son's birth, I mean, I had a birth plan that was like 16 pages long. So nobody was coming in the room because they couldn't read past page one. <laughs> you know, They were like, yeah, no, I'm not going in, you know, but um, I knew he was a very still baby um and i had done a few meditation retreats while he was in utero and i just know that he wanted Mm. stillness so you know we had beautiful mantras playing in the background and um yeah i won't go into the whole birth story but yeah i was i was my fierce kali advocate for myself you know what i mean and i hadn't i did have an extraordinary i had the head of midwifery at uh, i decided to birth at uic because the woman who was the head of midwifery was like Kali goddess you know or durga with a big sword and there was no fooling and i was like you're gonna be my midwife she's like uh, maybe not you know i have other people i was like no mm-mm, it's you like this mm-hmm. woman did with you like you know no way Amazing. by ricardo you're coming in amy you know and i think yeah. i mean we need it's it's we need each other you know, we do need that female support, especially another woman who's very familiar with the territory. You know, yeah. you can read every book in the world and you can read Ina May and still it's a mystical, mysterious process. And yeah. we and that's do the pitfall. Need, that's we need, the pitfall.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: and we you need read all the books and
1: then doing. you go in and suddenly you're just bulldozed, you know, like. Right. Well, because like, well, nobody else has read those books. And, <laughs> and then, <laughs> That's right, the bottom line.
0: Yeah You've read the books, but they haven't read the same books that you have. You know, yeah. So, um, okay. So, speaking about this Kali and this, you know, this female strength and leadership. So, you're, no, your your middle child is a girl, is your daughter, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, can we talk parenting for a little bit, like raising yeah. strong yeah. women? I mean, it's interesting raising men during this time too but since this is you know we could talk about that if we want but I just was I'm curious you know about obviously we have heard about your you know in every example every question you've spoken about your feminine leadership you know so Mm -hmm. without a doubt but you know raising young women um I I'm actually surprised that more young women aren't more fierce you know and um but I guess I shouldn't be I shouldn't be surprised you know we do have a patriarchal world culture and we've all we've all been in that soup you know so there are things we don't see but i'd love to hear from you because you do have a daughter and and um you were just saying you you love your nieces too and so before we went and recorded
1: but yeah so
0: i'd love to hear more
1: um yeah i mean i think as as a parent, I've always felt like I have to lead by example. Mm -hmm. You know, kids don't listen to what you say, they watch what you do. Mm -hmm. And what I'm doing, whether I think they are watching or not, they are. And so I've always taken that to heart. And I have made decisions in my life based on not what I, not that, not what I don't think is right for me, but how do I want to lead by example for my daughter? So there were a lot of things that I could choose as a job. Um, I've done many other things, but there was something very purposeful in choosing a job that was of service. Mm. Um, there, it was important to me to be an advocate for other women.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it was important for me to leave a marriage when I didn't feel like that marriage was going to mirror to her what a healthy relationship looks like. Mm, So important. Because she was going, that's what she would see. That's what she would learn. And so I felt like that was very important. The timing even of that I felt was important because I wanted her to see her mother as someone who was healthy and whole and and living her best life. Um, one story I will say is, and I think this is such a big thing for for all parents, um, and I think it's a little bit of what our generation has thrown, we're in a little bit of a pitfall of it, is this kind of doing everything for our kids yeah. has, disempowered right. them. And that's a whole nother, right. We can go down that road. Right, that's a whole right. other podcast. Um, but I, I'll tell you a story with my daughter. So my daughter was kind of a, kind of a delicate child, um, and very coddled and we really wanted to give our kids the best of everything and do everything for them. And now I know that was a real disservice to them, um, to a degree. Um, and there was a point where my daughter said, I wanna go to Spain my junior year of high school. And I was like, wow. And I was like, okay, let's talk about this. And I listened to her and we talked about it and I heard all her reasons. And I was like, yeah, okay, great. How are we gonna make this happen? And how can I help you make this happen? There were many, many other voices around her that said, she can't do this, what are you doing? Amy, what are you doing? You can't send Lila to Spain, Lila? She can't, like how, she'll she'll never be able to do it. She's so young, she's so this, she's so that, you know, including her father, including other family members. And I remember saying to her father, if we don't believe in her, who Mm -hmm. will, who will? We have to believe in our children and so I believe I choose to believe my children every step of the way and listen to them when they're saying I want to go to Spain or I don't want to go to college or I you know even if that's not the picture the vision that I have for my children is to really listen to them and see them for who they are and believe them and trust them and. I think when we believe in them we empower them.
0: And that was I assume a tremendous experience for her. She I mean she right so she was able flushed. to feel herself outside of the family oh system, right? She yes. she yes. she was on her own doing her I mean her mother I mean her mother had done the same thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty interesting to see the parallel path actually. Um, And she's a very out of the box kid now, but that was what empowered her. And it's led her down a path of real empowerment. And Mm -hmm. she proved, she needed to prove to herself that she could do it and she did. Mm -hmm. And now that flame is just growing. It's getting bigger and brighter and more expansive. And it's so beautiful to watch.
0: Oh my God, you're such a good mama, honey. Such Mm. a good mama.
1: You know, I'm just doing my best.
0: Not every yeah, day, I, you know. three. I it mean, always you know. amazes me that people do more than one. First of all, they give birth more than once. <laughs> you know, or, 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 whatever, or, or however they bring children in, that they go through that process more than once is, like, unbelievable. I mean, and, and then just it's not, you know, it's managing three children. And I think um, many, many women that I know had you know, a lot did a lot of deep healing on their own family system before they had children or were in the process of doing that. So consciously wanted to raise their own children differently than they were, obviously. And, um, you know, and then we get in there and it's, you know, like every day is unpredictable. Right. So um, but I do so think that evolution is happening. You know, our children are happier and healthier than you know, and our family systems are happier and healthier than we were. And, you know, but it's mm-hmm. a work in progress, darling. And I hope that our granddaughters are totally, incredibly awesome,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah. My so, wish for my kids is to, is to, you know, do it better than I've done it. You know, learn from my right mistakes on. and learn from my, like, that's evolution, right. you right. know? Totally.
0: I mean, of course um. we want that, you know? So, um, Dearest, any last... It's just been so beautiful being with you, oh my oh, God, so anyway, okay. any last fabulous I mean, I well, can't I love, imagine it was all fabulous.
1: I love what you quoted you you know, you sent me a little thing about Glennon doyle's <gasps> yes yes and yes, I yes, just yes. finished that book, and it's so
0: funny because what what was your question? um okay, so this is Glennon Doyle's quote from her most recent book, and it's so. I, I might use it at the end of every one of these conversations. I, I mean, you, so, you,
1: it's such a good
0: question. Right? What is I had written it
1: down in my journal because it was ugh. just, I was like, oh, so this question.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I honestly don't even know. Anyway, I'll read the question, but I honestly don't, not even really <laughs> sure. I was like, if somebody asked me that, I would know. What is the truest, most beautiful story about your life that you can imagine? What is the truest, most beautiful story about your life that you can imagine?
1: And when you asked that question, I did the same thing. I was like, oh, how do I answer that? Um, I mean, the truth is, it's it's the life I'm living right now. You know, totally. it's the life I'm living right now. And it's, it's not a masterpiece yet. Um, but... It's sure darn close. Um, and I would just say it's just taken a tremendous amount of courage mm. and strength and failure and unwillingness to settle on a life that is less than the life I've always imagined for myself. Damn. And I've always known in my heart of hearts was possible. And I didn't really ever know what that would look like, but I knew what it wasn't. And when it hasn't felt right, and when I'm like, you know, not this, not this, right? The proverb, like, not this, not this. Right, right. I have found a way to shift, pivot, walk away, burn down, whatever it needs to find a new and better way to stay on this trajectory of living the most, the fullest, most beautiful life possible. So, And remembering I'm a goddamn cheetah, as Glennon Doyle says. <laughs> You're a jaguar, darling,
0: I thought. A I'm, black I'm, a, jaguar. I'm a black
1: jaguar. So when she says <laughs> a cheetah, I'm a, I'm a black you, jaguar. You Thanks. go to the
0: yeah. black. Yeah, you are totally that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, m- I mean, my prayer and my wish and my my deepest hope for you, dearest, is that it even becomes more magnificent and that you are a tremendous guide for other women to find that mm. and that your work on our planet expands so that more women can see you and find you and be in your company and, mm. and blossom more beautifully mm. themselves, mm. you know, so... I just, yeah. and that's,
1: so. and that's my hope for your audience, you know, and I, and that's my belief that every woman, man, human being has that opportunity, has that chance to really create a masterpiece for themselves and the life that they've imagined for themselves. And I think it's usually bigger than what we've imagined. You oh. know, Our imagination is actually limited. So just keep going, keep going towards the beauty and the happiness and the joy yeah
0: thank you Julie so oh my gosh and I want to tell people if they want to find you so you're yes ampersand right amy owen yoga right Mm -hmm. and then Mm amyowenyoga.com and you do beautiful I know from experience fabulous private sessions you do beautiful classes are you are you teaching so you're doing virtual now during this quarantine? Are you gonna start doing classes
1: live? Do you know? Do you have a schedule for that? I don't I don't have a schedule for that yet. We're just kinda of taking it day by day as things open up, as people get more comfortable as we go to the next phase and maybe we can do it outside. We'll do it outside. Nice, nice. I'm just I'm just kind of rolling with it, you know. Um, and we'll see. But right now it's it's all virtual, and what is kind of amazing is the doula support. I've actually been able to yes. do some of it virtually.
0: And Whoa. it's been
1: more effective than I thought possible, which is great. Mm-hmm. Because women are not allowed to have doulas in the hospital with them right now at all. Right. And I don't have a feeling that they're going to change that anytime soon.
0: Wow. So you are so. doing virtual doula blessing service, that's incredible. So that is totally important for people to know. So they can find out more about that on your website too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then if you really wanna hang out with Amy, you can go to Mexico, (laughs) to Rancho La Puerta, which is like a fabulous farm to table, amazing kind of the desert, right? Mm-hmm, Isn't it mm-hmm. anyway? Like, so look, it's, that it's just look at Amy. Mountains. She looks fabulous talking about yeah. it. So if you if you yeah. feel that same feeling that she feels, right? It's the beginning of June. Yeah.
1: So it's not going to be this year. So oh, we it's post- not going to be it. this year. Oh, it's, okay. We post on it. So oh, next so. year I have one in Costa Rica in February. I have um, Red Mountain Resort and Spa in Utah, St. George, Utah, near Zion National Park, in April, and then. Rancho, we've postponed until next year.
0: Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. "Whoa, Amy's flying to San Diego,
1: June 2020." Yeah, yeah. We had to make that decision, you know, a oh, couple yeah, months for sure. ago, and um, and it, it was the right decision. So we're gonna wait and 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 just are optimistic and hopeful that we can reconvene there next year for sure. But all of my retreats are all on my website, and possibly there might be one at Miraville in Austin, Texas, in the fall, in November if Great. things are feeling good so there's lots of opportunities to spend a lot of time with me in very healing locations so mm, yeah
0: wonderful yeah so important for all of us so amy thank you my love to you always, darling you're just
1: i love like, you i love being beautiful with you. beautiful
0: we... inside and out darling beautiful inside and out so thank you for sharing darling and Have a beautiful weekend and my love to you always. And thank you everybody for listening. Thank you. Bye.